Hello, and welcome to Planners for the Planet podcast. Candice here. Thank you so much for joining us. We've said this before, Nat, but I'll say it again. One of the best things to have happened since we've launched the Sustainable Events Forum and also this podcast is the amazing people we've met along the way. You know, true trailblazers and change makers. And today is no exception. We're so excited today to join, to have join us on this podcast, a very special young man by the name of Cooper Price. And Nat, I want you to tell everyone how you met Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Cooper, I think we were introduced initially by Dean from Climate Reality Project, who um, Dean and I were talking and he said, hey, you know, these, these folks are planning a big event. They reached out to me. And then you were introduced to Marie Zimmerman, um, our friend from Hillside Festival, and myself. And it, it turns out that Marie already knew you. She's actually on your advisory committee. It just goes to show how, how small the sustainable events world is. And uh, then Marie sort of reinforced um, for you and I to connect. And so we had a fantastic conversation. Um, I am the, the mom of a teenage um boy and uh was really excited he's nowhere near as into the environment as you are and 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 i may have once or twice uh told him that he he could take a page out of your book um cooper and just you've done some really incredible things and i love your passion and i I loved how you kind of got into it you started on kind of a small area that you were telling me about so i was wondering if you could tell everyone the story that you told me about how you kind of got into uh, sustainability and climate action. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that introduction. I know our, our meeting was actually quite kind of fortuitous and it all just came together based on contacts. So that was really great. And thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I started in the environmental field, so to speak, in the eighth grade. And I'm currently in grade 11. So it was about three years ago with a little project uh, at my school and in my community collecting e-waste, which is electronic waste, so old computers or batteries or other electronics, and doing a drive for that at my school. So bringing in all of that waste that would otherwise be thrown out um, and getting it recycled, actually, through a company um, that was willing to do it for free, which was a really cool thing. And I started there. And for me, it was really just a one-time project. But then I started to realize that I really did care about the underlying issues that come about with e-waste, which is, of course, the environmental crisis we're in with climate change. And from there, I kind of kept going and going, spreading out my reach a little bit. I got involved with Fridays for Future, of course, the climate strike movement just over a year ago, year and a half, um, and really from there began planning protests and all that in Toronto and across Canada. And it it really started with something small and snowballed into something a lot bigger, which I think is a common story for a lot of young climate activists. Yes, it totally does. And it's funny because my kids are pretty young, but I've already started telling them about Fridays for the future. They're like five and three and a half, okay? And I've already threatened them. I'm like, next year when we're allowed to see people, you guys are going to get out there with your cute little signs. And so It's never too young to start. I love that. And I love how it started with that one thought of how can I do something better? And it's like you, you educate yourself throughout that process on all the underlying sustainability and environmental issues, right? 
Um, that's amazing, Cooper. So you're really involved with a project called Climate Live. And um, that's, you know, and Natalie told me all about you and this project. It sounded so exciting. So why don't you tell our listeners a bit about that particular project you're involved with? Yeah, for sure. So Climate Live, um, it's, it's a project that really came about about a year ago in England, actually, with a young Fridays for Future activist who had participated in a lot of climate strikes and had begun to ask, what now? What can we do after we've had you know, millions of people across the world mobilizing and taking action. What's the next step? So what she came up with was Climate Live, which is a project that combines the communities of music and the community of climate and environmentalism into one place to really try to create change that way. So on April 24th and October 16th, 2021, there's around 50 countries in the world, Canada included, where I am, that are going to be taking action under the Climate Live banner. So that means planning online and in-person concerts for the climate. And of course, music has always really been intertwined with activism, I think, for a lot of people. But combined with the momentum of Fridays for Future and all that we're seeing right now by young people, it's a really exciting opportunity for our movement to try to create some concrete change ahead of the Uh, UN Climate Change Conference that's set to take place in November of this year called COP26. So that's the general gist of the idea. And in Canada, we started that up a few months ago in November and have really just been planning for the April event, which is going to be an online live stream. Excellent. You know, um, for people who aren't familiar, um, COP stands for Congress on Progress. And uh, I, you know, I admire and I appreciate everything that the UN is trying to do. I think Candace and I sort of feel your sense of frustration on progress, though, and, and results. So I, I've sometimes wondered if maybe they should call it Congress on Results. Like, let's let's get past the progress mm-hmm. and let's get some concrete results. You know, we're we're looking for some wins here. Maybe you could share with us, because our audience is from across Canada, um, what cities you're looking at, how many kids in uh, across Canada are sort of involved, um, where where will the concerts likely take place? And, and I realize we're early days, yeah, but maybe just a, a sense of the breadth and, and scope of, of the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I love about this project is the fact that we have young activists from really coast to coast, and that's kind of a central theme of this project. And of course, with our April 24th live stream, that's going to be online and accessible to anyone, um, no matter what province or territory they're in. But as we go forward to the October 16th in-person concerts we're hoping to host, we are looking at some bigger cities. Um, And while nothing's confirmed, we are hoping for some good engagement in cities like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Halifax, Ottawa, and those big city centers, but also making sure that there are actions people can take really in any place they live online or even just in their own community. And as I said, one of the central themes of Climate Live is the fact that anyone can get involved in this movement because really everyone or most people at least love music. And that's kind of the beauty of this, that we want everyone to take a step into the environmental world and then start their journeys, no matter how small that step is. Um, into taking action on climate. 
Yeah. And and I when, you know, looking into Climate Live online, I love that you quoted Greta on there when we talked about why you guys talked about why Climate Live and the quote you had on your website was to change everything. We need everyone. And that's essentially it, right? And what brings people together more than music? It's kind mm-hmm. of it's one of those commonalities we all share and it touches us in so many different ways, inspires us, moves us. So I love the connection that the group made with the music festivals and the environmentalism. It's, it's awesome. So if people wanted to support, you know, um, how can they do so? How can our listeners get involved um, and participate? Is it a ticketed event? Is it free? Mm-hmm. So you can go to climatelive.org no matter where you are to begin to get some information on the project on an international level. And then we also have our social medias on any platform, Climate Live Canada, where you can check out specifically what's happening here. But really, there are many different ways that you can get involved with our April live stream. That is a completely free and accessible event to anyone. So you can log on the evening of April 24th. We'll be releasing time soon um, and have that chance to listen to some pretty cool musicians, old and young, and also some really amazing speakers talking about climate justice and that anyone can get involved with that. And of course, if you're a young person looking to organize, we welcome anyone to come on board. If you're um, an adult who works in the music industry or in the environmental field or anywhere in between, uh, we would love support in any way. So you can email us, Canada at climatelive.org, or just get in touch with any of our social media platforms. And um, like we keep saying, we do need everyone in this movement. So please feel free to reach out and ask just what you can do to really contribute and to help out and to, to join the cause that we're fighting towards. Okay. And okay, give us a sneak peek. Can you drop some names of who the lineup is, the entertainment? I mean, is the Beebs going to be there or not? That's really what I'm asking here, Cooper. Beaver going to be there? <laughs> I, I wish I could. Um, it's all, all going to be coming out soon. And um, we're hoping to have a little, some musicians for everyone. So I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll find some really cool people once we release that information. Yeah. Oh, he's so yeah. tight-lipped. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rein her in next time, Cooper. I knew, I knew she was going to be eager. So um, uh, the uh, the kind of the concept that I have is, uh, do you remember when uh, Tragically Hit played their last concert in Kingston? I, uh, for some reason, was at the grocery store about five or ten minutes into that first or into that last concert. And it was like a ghost town. There was nobody on the street. There was nobody out. Everybody was was sort of gathered for that. And so I I wish that for you with this. I, I hope that uh, we're all consumed on, on both April 24th and the, the October date. So, you know, we talked about results. Really, Cooper, what's the end goal here? So we have a big concert and we have some speakers. What actually do you want to have come out of that that moves us forward in, in action against the climate emergency? Yeah, great question. I think really with the April event, we're hoping to direct people to the campaigns and the organizations on the ground really doing the work. And we'll begin to kind of put that all together and release that during the April event and also before and after. But we're hoping that with the speakers we have and the organizations we partner with, 
people can be connected to the campaigns that are doing a lot of the really amazing work that we've been seeing to tackle the climate crisis. And as we move forward to October, we're really hoping to expand that so that um, really any type of campaign, whether that means uh, Indigenous land defenders on the front lines of a, a pipeline project or a fossil fuel project or an environmental NGO working to pass certain legislation or update certain le legislation. Mm -hmm. We really want to incorporate all of that into um, kind of in interspersed with the music so that people can directly support those projects. And of course, as we said, we're hoping ahead of the UN Climate Change Conference COP26 that people can pressure the Canadian government to really take bold action that they simply haven't in the past. Yeah. So it's it's all about information and sharing resources and campaigns and all of that and just really centering people's attention on on the issue at hand. Well, I'm going to challenge you a little bit on that, um, Cooper, because from what I can see, you know, I, I know the federal plan's not where we want it to be. Nothing's where we want it to be. But when I look at the federal action and I look at the provincial action, it is my own provincial government that I'm more disappointed in. Mm -hmm. And and sort of, you know, where, where do you kind of stand? I mean, COP is going to really speak to our federal government. Um, what do you think that needs to be done to really address, you know, from from my perspective, and you correct me if, if, if you have a different perspective here, I see the cities and the municipalities working really hard because they're bearing the brunt of the cost of climate change. And I see, you know, sort of federally, there there is at least a plan in place. But, you know, the three of us live in Ontario right now and, and this whole zoning issue and, you know, some of the tearing down of environmental protections really, it, it seems to be going against what public opinion is. How can these things help those steps? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here and this was not part of the questions that we told we, we'd ask you, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, I, I really do love that question because... Um, I was actually having a conversation with someone earlier today, but really, if we're going to tackle climate change, we need everyone working together, right? We can't have a federal government committed to tackling climate change, and I'm not saying they quite are, uh, or at least enough right now, and then have provinces uh, refusing to take concrete action. And as it stands right now, every single government, I would say most of them, uh, in this country are not doing what they need to be doing uh, to tackle the cl climate crisis at the urgency that it requires. Yeah. So I think a lot of the campaigns that we're going to be pushing for with Climate Lab events, there's a really far-reaching impact that a lot of them can have. And I, I'll say it again with, for example, Indigenous land defenders against a uh, fossil fuel project that really does cross-jurisdiction from federal to provincial and in a way that will be incredibly impactful if we have people supporting that cause. And I absolutely agree that the provinces need to be doing more and that's something we're going to continue to push for. And it's really just about kind of finding that balance, right? There's so much to do to lobby our governments to take more action at every single level. And we just need to kind of find the balance that works the best to get all of our leaders, whether that's our mayors, our premiers or the prime minister to take action. So it, it's a great question and a lot of work needs to be done behind it, but it really is a balancing act of 
how can we create the most change with the audience we have and the actions we encourage people to take? Right. Well right. said. Yeah. And I, I love too that, you know, the thing that struck me too when I was looking at the website is you guys bolded this question. Our question to world leaders, can you hear us yet? And again, that echoes your responsibilities question is that everyone, no matter what, what province, what city, jurisdictions, you got you to speak up. You got to use your voice, right? Your MPs and MPPs. We, we keep saying mm-hmm. this at all our events that we've done. Um, it is our responsibility, right? Citizens of this land to have our voice be heard and use it to defend our planet. And so thank you for, that was a great, that was a great response. 10 out of 10, right, Nat? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, and, and you know what, I'm going to quote my mom here, who actually is no longer with us, but she's had this great saying that I didn't understand. She said, people only walk on you if you lay down and let them. And I think when it comes to climate, we have laid down and let others dictate. And it's time we stood up and said, no more. Um, and, and so, yeah, thank you. It's uh, um, We get into these discussions all the time, and I think we need to make them very mainstream. And there's something that people are afraid of being politically active, or they think that being politically active just means complaining. Um, it can mean supporting. It can mm-hmm. mean being proactive. It can mean, you know, throwing support behind people that are doing the right thing. I think there's also a heavy dose of realism. And I say that as, you know, I'm born and raised in Alberta, all my family's in oil and gas or indirectly employed through there. And, you know, you you sort of have to understand that not everybody's going to take the same actions. I personally will not feel like I've been a climate activist until I've been arrested at a protest. That's kind of the litmus test I'm putting out there. <laughs> right. No, can I just say, first of all, like Jane Fonda is one of my idols and that woman, like I, I can't count the amount of time she's been arrested, but she does it looking glamorous. And I love that about her. I'd <laughs> oh, be so next the to you too. <laughs> <laughs> but Candace, you, you can't get arrested too, because I won't have anyone to post bail then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call Cooper. He'll look us up. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Cooper, you're our one call. <laughs> Super. Well, it's been I, I, such a I pleasure chatting with you. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I think um, I just love what Natalie said with, you know, we've seen that our, our leaders aren't going to take action if we don't really force them to. So I guess not everyone needs to go and get themselves arrested, but <laughs> a lot of people are doing doing the work really to um, to do their part. And I think with Climate Live, we're hoping to make that a bit more accessible so everyone knows and has a really tangible step that they can take to do their part. So I just thought I would throw that in there. Yeah, and they can feel empowered, right? I think that's Mm -hmm. important too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Candice has one last, you know, she's always on top of these details. (laughs) She's got... One last question for you. Yeah. So um, thanks for sharing all the great stuff Climate Live has coming down the pipeline. So if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do so? So you can reach out to Climate Live Canada on our social media, uh, Climate Live Canada, or email if that's easier for you, Canada at climatelive.org. Really whatever is most accessible. Um, even just looking up climatelive.org uh, for the international website to get in touch. And I'll say it again, we really do want everyone involved in this movement and everyone really has a role. I think that's 
that kind of underscores Greta's quote that we mentioned earlier, and really the whole genesis behind the movement is that everyone can do something. So yeah, you can get it, get in touch with us through the website or email or social medias. Excellent. Thank you so much. Cooper, it was a pleasure meeting you. Um, thank you for sharing your insight. Um, you, you inspire me. Um, I'm saying all of this to make sure that you answer my call when I'm looking for bail. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but, um, you know, we we do this for, for, for you. I mean, we do it for ourselves and for our children. But um, everything that we have right now is sort of being lent to us. We, you know, we say we own the land, but we don't really. We, we sort of caretake it for a while before we pass it forward. And uh, you're a good reminder of that. Um, love your passion. Love your commitment. Um, I can't believe how well you speak, how eloquent you are. When I was in grade 11, I think I was still grunting, but, you know, times have changed. Um, So thank you to everybody. Thank you to our listeners. Um, We hope that you're joining us for um, Earth Day for event people on April 22nd, which is Earth Day. And we'll be celebrating how events like Climate Live can not only be sustainable, but can also create sustainable behaviors in our attendees that they can take back home. So on behalf of Candace and I, thank you for listening and we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye for now.